Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and we have a guest today, Heidi Herman, who has written the most fascinating book called On With the Butter, Spread More Living Onto Everyday Life. The book is brilliant, it's simple, it's fun, uh, and Heidi's got an amazing story Uh, about her mom, and it goes well beyond the bucket list conversation. So without further ado, Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you today. I thoroughly enjoyed everything about your book. I enjoyed the format. I enjoyed the checklist. I enjoyed the activities. I enjoyed all of the things that you put together here. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, this is not your first book, or if it is, it's the first one you've written solo. Is that correct? It's not my first nor my first solo, but it is my first nonfiction. So sharing some of these philosophies uh, in this way was new to me. So it was it was a joy to write. Well, you have attributed your inspiration for this book and for a lot of the work you're doing with your mother. And, you know, your mom was 94 years old and it sounds like had a spectacular life full of incredible highlights and you know you, you talk about a life well lived it sounds like your mom's life was a life well lived can can you talk a little bit about her and how that inspired you to 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 write this for folks oh absolutely uh my mom was so inspirational to so many people and she would always wonder why because she just lived her life with a a zest and an enthusiasm that other people couldn't help be inspired by. She was uh, born and raised in Iceland. Her uh, family has been there for a thousand years. Met my father during World War II, and they got engaged on their second date. And that was the start of what she called her big adventure. And she was always the type that wanted to climb that hill and see what was on the other side. And so she came to the United States and had this amazing, wonderful life, raised a family here, owned a small business. But when she was in her 80s, she decided to pursue a lifelong dream of writing. And so she signed up for a correspondence course and, you know, got her certificate in children's writing, wrote her memoirs of growing up in Iceland, and that's what inspired my first two books of children's folklore based on Icelandic heritage. Then we wrote a cookbook together and then started traveling. And the one thing that we found as we're traveling is that people were really inspired by her and wanted to know what her secret was to living life and embracing life. So when she was 93, she decided to undertake a challenge to have 93 new experiences before she turned 94. And that's where the philosophies 
that On With The Butter Presents really came out is because as she finished that year and inspired people to do little things and big things and fun things and scary things, that she wanted to share that. And so we have one book of her experiences, but I felt like people might like to know a little bit more on, gee, how can I have a life like that, you know? So her favorite expression was, just keep moving. And in Icelandic, they have uh, a common expression that's from medsmorðið, which literally translates to on with the butter. And it's sort of like the American expression, you know, get the lead out or get a move on. And so we say on with the butter. I don't even know where to begin with 93 new experiences, but um, <laughs> but looking through looking through some of these. I mean, this is, these are not, some of them are very simple, but, but a lot of them are, are quite unbelievable. Your mom in her 90s tried hoverboarding. That, that in and of itself, my daughter, <laughs> who's 11, hoverboards, I won't get near the thing because it's got broken arms written all over it. So she tried that. Um, she tried chair yoga. She tried glass blowing. She met the president of Iceland. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is... This is amazing how anyone in the, at 93 would even come up with 93 things that they either hadn't done or wanted to do differently is amazing. And, and I got to believe this translates for folks who are in their, uh, well, it could be any age, but even folks particularly in their 50s and 60s when they're starting to think about what they may want to do when perhaps they're not punching the clock in the same way. Um, it's a lot more than five things on a travel bucket list or something. This is really an inspiration. What were some of your favorite moments with her along the way? And and how did she come up with this list? Did you help her? Was this all her brainchild? How did that work? Well, it, it started a few years before that when she wrote her book. She, at that point in time, she had started traveling a little bit more. And one of her daughters out in Utah had given her a tandem paragliding experience for her birthday. And everybody thought, oh, my goodness, that's that's crazy. Someone, you know, in their 80s going paragliding. But she went up and she loved it and just really started to embrace some of those experiences for her 90th birthday. She did the zip line in the Mall of America. Um, wow. and just That's just and, awesome. And two years later, then we went to Iceland, and she went paragliding off the cliffs at Vík for the first time. And it was just one of those things that once she felt that pressure of work and routine lifted off, it just became this wonderful exuberance to explore and experience life. And... So when when she did the paragliding, somebody wrote an article saying, you know, she was 88 and feeling great. And then the next year, she joked that she was 89 and feeling fine. So it, it happened that when she was 92, we were spending the winter in Texas and had gone down there and uh, just did so many wonderful events. Uh, we went to the stock show and rodeo down there and she had her picture taken doing bull riding it wasn't a live bull 
fortunately. <laughs> Thank <laughs> but goodness. But it was a great photo. <laughs> and, you know, we, we went up in a hot air balloon at the Hot Air Balloon Festival in Sweetwater, I think it was. And we just started doing all these fun things around Texas. And there was a, a uh, song on the radio that had come out saying that when was the last time you did something for the first time? And she just loved that idea and that concept and that's really what sparked this and you know I had asked her I said well do you think you could how many things do you think you haven't done before and our original list I think we went to 50 and then wanted to leave room for spontaneity because you always need to leave room for spontaneity you know (laughs) Um, but it was great because it was she's like well I've never seen the Great Barrier Reef and I've never seen the swallows at San Juan Capistrano and you know just some of the things that she came up with I thought wow you know that's that's great to be inspired by like maybe things that you read or see or hear other people talking about and you just sort of put that in the back of your mind thinking well that's kind of cool age it's so cliche people say age is just a number and yada yada but but there's this idea that that somehow getting older means being um, more mature or more reserved or more conservative or all the different things that that people conjure up when they think of of older folks I mean your mom was the antithesis of that which is so great uh, now did you do all of these things with her or was she on or, or were you with her for all of these adventures Oh, I was with her for probably a little over half of them, maybe. Um, but I I am the youngest of 10. My mom had 10 children. Um, oh so she did travel around. Wow. <laughs> um, in, in her book, Never Too Late, is where we kind of share all the photos and her little stories of uh, each one of the events. And, yeah, some of them were done um, – in Canada, in Vancouver, with her son, she went to Seattle for. Um, I think she went to learned a couple of dances up there. Uh, went to some museums and um, kayaking for the first time there. In in Vancouver, she signed up for a 10k run, and it was the Vancouver Sun Run. And just as she started it. Um, they had a freak hailstorm, so the race was shut down. So <laughs> she intended to do that, but uh, didn't quite make it. But from Florida to Texas, um, Minnesota, Iowa, these these different events that she did um, were sort of planned with whichever one of her children she was staying with. or And really, they were impacted by, by what those people were interested in, you know, so... I think that's that's what makes it fun, and that's what sort of inspired my chapter on Just Say Yes, is that sometimes how we look at the world, we get used to our own routines and our likes and our dislikes, and I don't want to say it's a rut, but it's definitely a path, <laughs> you know? Um, but sometimes when we get around other people, we can get influenced by their experiences likes and dislikes and all of a sudden we get introduced to a new activity or a new hobby or a new interest that left to our own we never would have even considered that you know 
Heidi, in our, on our show, we, we try to um, help reframe this idea that retirement shouldn't be a disappearing act. It shouldn't be a withdrawal. It should be a graduation into something new and exciting and the next chapter of your life, particularly since for a lot of folks, it could be 25 or 30 or 35 years. Um, and it's real important to spend that third of your life um, not only active and engaged, but enthusiastic and with purpose and, and with uh, zest. I think you, you use the word, and I love that. Um, and certainly she was an example. I, I guess the, the one question I have for you is, do you have anything left you haven't tried uh, for your own list? And are you going to try and do the same kind of thing you know, for, uh, for, for the rest of your days? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it, it, it was interesting because it never occurred to me, you know, until I was kind of going through this process that I do live my life that way. And she taught me from a young age, you know, to experience everything and, and to really embrace life and new experiences. And I've always been one where Wherever I live or when I go to a new place, I always look into oh, the Chamber of Commerce and the Economic Development Center and the local college and, you know, community events. And I've always got a list of all kinds of things going on. I can always tell you what to do and where to go and what's coming up. Um, and other people have said, wow, you know, how do you do that? And it never occurred to me that I had learned that from her. And the fun thing of going through this year with her is I found that I am very much a researcher and a planner, and she was very much spontaneous. So I think we benefited from the couple years that uh, we were together. After my father passed, she lived with me, and that's where we got to do a lot of these adventures every day. I would plan, and she would really be the spark of spontaneity. It's like, oh, look, did you see that sign? Let's take this exit. Let's go see what's down that road. Or let's let's go check that out. Or what did that say? <laughs> so that that was a lot of the spontaneity that I did not tend to do. I I definitely tended to plan and um, go on deliberate adventures. And you know, I, I learned a lot about the spontaneity from her. But what's left on my list, oh my gosh, um, I've been to the Grand Canyon, but I've never hiked down to the bottom. Um, so I'd like to do that one day. I'd, I'd like to go to the Azores, and there's a couple foreign countries I want to go to. And finally, after 53 years, I'm finally learning Icelandic, and I have a regular teacher, uh, one of the one of the interesting things that have come out of this pandemic is you can do so much more online that you've never been able to do before. So um, it just hobbies and skills and interests that, like mom used to say, there is so much to do in life and so many places to go and so much fun to have. And, you know, you just have to grab onto it every day. Well, I hope whatever um, you and your mom have is contagious because, and I, I shouldn't use that word during a pandemic, but I of course mean it in, in, in contagious enthusiasm, but um, I, I hope whatever you have is spreadable and um, 
Your book's a great start. Let's talk about that because, um, first of all, I hope the book is doing well. I hope it's selling well. I hope people are picking this up. Um, it is such an amazing, uh, first of all, it's an amazing narrative. It's also an amazing resource. There are hundreds of ideas for things. And I can't tell you how many ahas um, I had reading through it and saying, my gosh, I've, half of the things your mom did at 93, I've not done at 49. And that seems like I got some work to do. And work's <laughs> the wrong word. I have some things. Certainly, it feels like uh, rather than the, the, the five or 10 item bucket list, it sounds like this is sort of a, a keep a journal of all the cool things and try something new every day. And it could be something simple um, or it could be learning a language or it could be, uh, you know, education, learning to cook, learning to learning to snow ski, whatever it is. Um, people can do this at any age. And that's such an awesome message. So let's talk about the book. I know how it came to be. Um, how are you using that to, to help change lives? Because I, I think this is a transformational book. I really do. It really is something that is close to my heart. And I, I wanted to try to share those ideas. I, I laugh when, when I hear you use the term bucket list because that's something my mom always used to say to me is she was like, Heidi, you don't have a bucket list. You've got a barrel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, I don't have like this bucket list of lots of things. It's just my life list to live every day to the fullest. And, and that's what I say in the book, because so many people will tell you to, live every day to the fullest, you know, and I thought, you know, it's more live fully every day, whatever that means to you. You don't have to sign up for a 5k and you don't have to, you know, go back to college and finish your degree or, you know, hike the Appalachian Trail. If you want to do those things, that's fabulous. Go for it. But if that's too aggressive and even thinking about that is exhausting, well, have a flower garden or make a point to find some walking trails around your area and get out and walk them and experience life and appreciate the birds or take your dog for a walk. Whatever it is that is vitality to you in your life, that's what you need to go for because we all need that inspiration and that purposefulness in life. And I will be honest, I'm not a nurturing type person. I love and appreciate everyone in in the medical field and nursing and caregivers. And I love that they have that willingness and that desire to help others. I don't have that level you know, of nurturing. I, I've never been a mother and, and that. And and I appreciate educators who can sit down and have the patience to teach children and teach skill sets. And, you know, that's that's not my forte either. I, I like to write. I like to share ideas. And I like to experience life. And for me, that is what's very fulfilling is to share concepts and ideas with other people and to help motivate them. And I think for each one of us, we have that different motivation and that different inspiration. And that should help determine our path, you know, not, not only what it is in a career, but also what it is in um, 
retirement, in pursuing interests and hobbies, and all of that can still tie together after we retire, if that makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, 100%. In fact, you know, we, we, we sometimes lament this idea that we stop asking people what they want to be when they grow up when they're about seven. And to me, yes. that's a shame because while we might have said an astronaut or a professional athlete or something back in the day or a ballerina, whatever it was, now um, I think when you look at somebody, and, I, and I've, I've done this with, with, um, with clients and, and with folks we work with here when we're doing some of their family planning, and, and I'll look at somebody 68 years old and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're, I, I'm not going to say puzzled or dumbfounded. They're just pleasantly surprised and they always smile. There's always this moment where it's like, hey, wait, you know, I can still evolve here. I can still do some things. Uh, I, I, I think there's something incredibly powerful in that. Um, in fact, I'm sending a copy of your book to, to my mom and her husband um, because I, I really want them um, to read. I think they're going to grab a hold of some of these things. But some of them are so fun. And my mom is a fun person. She's, she's one of those people who's going to grab this and be like, oh, yeah, I love this idea. Um, you know, to, to see my mom's face painted at a carnival would not surprise me at all. You know, uh, and, and most people who sit there and get their face painted are nine. Um, but to see a 70 or 80 or 90 year old person or any person, any adult person get their face painted, very cool. Finger painting, flying kites. She loves to do that. Taking walks and planting gardens. Some of these are, are, are more um, profound than others, but all of them matter. And I, I really think this is going to change the, the trajectory of the next, what I hope is two decades of her life, you know? Mm. So this is a tool. Are families using these together? I mean, are you, are you hearing, have you, have you gotten some feedback from folks who've read this and said, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what my mom or dad did or what we did together? <laughs> uh, I've gotten feedback on, oh my gosh, I love this. I love these ideas. Uh, we're doing some but there are so many we feel like we can't do because of the pandemic. And that's one that I, I can appreciate. But I, I always hope that everyone who reads this book can take this. And instead of thinking, I mean, you're, you're right, we kind of counted it up. There's over 200 individual ideas saying, hey, have you thought about this or this? Uh, there's over 200 individual ideas in the book. But what I really hope is people will use this as the jumping off point. And that I never want to hear somebody say, I read the book and I can't do any of that because of this or because of that. I want to hear, well, I know that right now I can't do that, but I can do this. You know, maybe Absolutely. I can't have a dinner party, but I can arrange four of my friends. We're all going to order from the same restaurant and we're going to have a Zoom dinner party because we can't be together. That's that's what we want is to find alternatives, because if you think about it, this pandemic, as far as limiting our ability to move around and do things and interact, it's no better or worse than old age to begin with. Because when I talk about wanting to hike down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, I have trouble with my knee. I have trouble with my back. I have shoulder issues. So 
old age sometimes presents us with some unique challenges that limit our physical movement or our ability to go places or do things. And we've already had to have the mindset of, well, maybe I can't take a three-mile hike, but I can sure go out to that state park, and I can start the trail, and I can be part of that family picnic, and maybe everybody else is going to go off and hike for two miles, but I can still socialize with them when they come back. So as long as we approach life in that way, that... Of course, you cannot do everything that you did when you were 20. But, hey, you know what? At 60, there's a lot of things that you can do that you couldn't do when you were 20. Because, hey, you're retired now. <laughs> you have time and, you know, you have maybe some resources. And, you know, that's lovely. It, it, it's funny. You're, you're so right. There are definitely things that one can do. Um, as they get older that they can't do when they're younger, including um, have a a sense, I think, of uh, humility and not take ourselves so seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think young people today, particularly in uh, not just during during COVID, but just because of social media and other things, people today feel like they're under a microscope and their every move is being judged and they need to, the, the, the pressure to fit in has always been a teenage angst thing. However, I think it's much more difficult now. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I look at all these, these young people who are worried about what people think about their outfit or their makeup or their choice of of career or their choice of school or their choice of whatever and i love the fact that you can get to a certain age where you're like i don't care what anybody thinks this is who i am and some people are going to like me and some people aren't and that's okay Mm -hmm. exactly because this is your only life and what somebody else is doing does not matter my mom used to have an expression you know i don't have to try to keep up with the joneses because I'm not going that direction. Right. And it's, no, that's really, it's beautiful. That's really good. It is beautiful. I, I've, heard, I've heard it said that, um, that life is not a dress rehearsal. This is, this is our one go round and you best make the best of it because um, people rarely have regrets for the things they do. They have some, uh, sadly, have regrets for the things they didn't do. And, exactly. um, you know, nobody, nobody slides into, into home base here where, where life is ending and they say, boy, I, I sure do wish I hadn't done those things. People always say, gosh, I should have X. And they should mm-hmm. on themselves when it's, when it's too late. So uh, I, I love everything about this. I, I'm going to ask you for an extra credit assignment. And, and really, that's an unfair thing because you've given us 200 of them already. And they're right here. <laughs> And they're brilliant. I love them. I love all of them. And I'm not going to necessarily try all of them because I love the fact that everyone's different and we're going to have our own adventures. But I love the idea of having those adventures. So I dare ask if, if there were one piece of advice or one piece of extra credit that you could give for the folks who spent some time with us today, who I, I certainly hope will get a copy of your book. And we're going to put, um, put contacts uh, for that on the, on the show notes and everything else. And I'll, I'll let you tell us how to reach you and how to get that. But what would the one extra credit assignment be first that, that would be that, the, one, the one takeaway from today? I would say that to to just get started, and no matter what your age, it doesn't matter if you're retired or you're still working or 30 years away from retirement, it, it doesn't matter. To over the next, 
you know, 30 days or so to find one thing that you've never done before that you've always wondered about or that's available in your area that you haven't really been inclined to do before to just try one new thing um, just to see, just to see where it goes and to take that experience and know whether or not you like it or not and then build on it. And every month, just try one thing new um, because life is an experience. And if you are all done with new experiences by the time you're 20 or 30, well, no wonder life gets routine and boring. You're not doing the new stuff. So try one new thing every month. I love that. And I'm going to. Um, you have my commitment that I'm going to try one new thing every month. Uh, I hope our listeners will do the same. How can they get a copy of this, of your book? My book is available everywhere that you shop for books. You can get it on Amazon, uh, online Barnes & Noble. You can, um, it is stocked at some local Barnes & Noble stores. And if you don't see it on the shelf, you can ask them to order it and they'll get a copy for you. Or it's on our um Publisher website at Hecla, H-E-K-L-A, publishing.com. So wherever you buy a book. I'm inspired, Heidi. I can't <laughs> wait. Um, you, you know, I, this, is, this is the year I'm turning 50. And so um, I, I built a plan, uh, what I called a personal energy plan. And I said, this is 50. And I, I worked with uh, my yoga instructor, of all things. And we put together this incredible um, this incredible piece of, of um, reminders for what I want 50 to look like. Um, not because it's the end, but because it's a beginning. And uh, I hope people will, will, in fact, spread more living onto everyday life, just as you've suggested here. Um, I'm so glad you shared this with us. Uh, I hope folks will get in touch with you. You've been an amazing guest. And um, I, I really think you're going to change some lives with this book. This is exciting. Thank you so much. That is that is definitely my hope, and uh, that's what inspired the book. So I hope that everyone listening will, will be inspired to get a copy of the book and say, yes, I want to live more. Thank I you. I love that. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. Please help us grow our show by subscribing to our podcast and posting comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts or other download sites. Did you know Don't Retire, Graduate is a book available in print, Kindle, and audio formats? For more information, go to BrotmanMedia.com or buy your copy and leave us a review on Amazon. We'll be back next week with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. From this day forward, let us begin visualizing our dreams and building our futures. Today, I implore you, don't retire. Graduate. Visit our website at don'tretiregraduate.com to subscribe. And please like us and post comments on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS. An affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. 
Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.